Hello guys, it is Spurs Related here. Uh, welcome to a very first podcast that we are doing on our page today. Uh, I'm joined by Joseph McBride. Say hello. Hello, how's it going? Uh, Finley Walker, also known as THFC Insta. Make sure you follow him on there. Hello. And myself, James Forrester. And we will be covering a range of topics to do with the transfer window of January uh, which has obviously just closed yesterday um, and we're going to be covering uh, a number of different issues and concerns that Spurs fans have and that we personally have and um, not too opinionated but basically covering what has happened and what you guys uh, want to comment about whether you think it's been a successful transfer window or whether you think it has been unsuccessful and we didn't do enough maybe Levy didn't reach enough into his pocket um, so we're going to start off on the first topic of summarising the window and what we didn't do um, so well. There was a lot of loans, but we didn't actually sign any players or make any loan-in moves. So uh, starting off, uh, Joe, what do you think Spurs should have done this window differently? And what do you think that they'll now look to do in uh, July and the summer transfer window? Well, obviously, it's a tough time for every club right now. There wasn't many uh, incomings into the Premier League at all, other than, you know, knee-jerk and forced signings. Um, coronavirus is one thing. Obviously, January is a very quiet period uh, con uh, compared to the summer. But I think Spurs maybe could have gone for an extra defender, highlighted against Liverpool the other day. Um, you know, when players are out, they're a bit frail at the back. But I don't think it was necessary... Uh, for them to buy someone I don't think it's the biggest end of the world you know I know that there's been transfer windows in the past where Spurs fans have been frustrated but it was such a good summer period uh, I don't think the winter one was too much of an issue uh, the players going out on loan they were all justified and also the only one permanent transfer of Maurizio Pochettino the old boss's son to Watford um, I think it was okay. There was it's more of what didn't happen rather than what did. You know, Deli Ali is he going to stay? Is he going to go? I think Spurs fans might be quite happy he's still around. Uh, could be wrong. Obviously there was links with Ericsson, but I think that would have kind of gone down the bail route with a bit of a fantasy and it not really transpiring to anything much. But um, there was also a very loose rumor of Di Maria that didn't happen. I don't think, don't think that was ever going to happen really. Um, I don't think it's too bad. Uh, I think it was expected that if there was going to be anyone coming in, it may be one player, but who that would have been, who knows? Yeah, there was a lot of talk about um, Sabitza from Leipzig during the start of the transfer window, kind of December, early December, mid-December. Uh, Finn, do you think uh, Sabitza would have been a great fit for Tottenham or do you think he would have been a bit of a bench warmer? Uh, yes, Marcel Sabitza. I, I, I don't really... The way uh, Jose Mourinho sets out with us, with uh, Ndombele playing above Hoybier Sissoko, I don't really see a pace for Marcel Sabitza unless we adapt to him so you know I don't, I don't really I don't really think he has a place in the squad Do you think if we sold Deli Alley or loaned Deli Alley out we might have been more likely to see Sabitza within the Tottenham squad or do you think it was a case of if Deli stayed Sabitza had no chance of coming in If Deli Alley would have gone out on loan then possibly Sabitza but I would have liked Christian Eriksen back personally why do you, why would you say Christian Eriksen from my point of view? Yeah, my point of say Christian Eriksen was an absolute uh, wonderful asset for Spurs, almost borderline legend for 
uh, the number of years he was with the club, a bit like uh, Jan Vertonghen leaving recently. However, uh, Ericsson didn't put much um, soul or effort into his performances in the last year with Spurs. And for me, that warrants him not joining again, personally. Um, I would obviously love to see Ericsson prime again, but I feel like, you know, he's getting to the age now where he's looking at his final club, which could be into Milan or it could be another one. And I don't feel like he would be nowhere near what he was in, say, 2014 to 2018 for Tottenham. Joe, what do you think uh, of the situation and the rumours with Ericsson? Like you said, you never really saw it happening. But did you see uh, one player in particular, maybe Sabitzer, that would have fit more into Spurs' agendas? The only way any signings would have happened is if Deli Ali was to leave. But there were so many complications with that. I think Sabitzer would have been the ideal one, you know, in terms of age and talent and potential. But it would have taken a lot for that move to actually happen. I think Ericsson was potentially the more realistic option. But bringing someone back, you know, same as we've seen with Bale, as it's just so many risks involved. And um, I think he may have wanted to out of Inter Milan. You know, it's good for wages, et cetera, where he went. But this, they've got such a talented squad. Uh, obviously, he's part of that. But Antonio Conte is a very you know controversial figure. He falls out and loves players all at the same time. I think he could have worked back at Spurs. Obviously, you know, he knows the team, which is one thing. But um, I don't know. I think holding on to Deli Alli may give him an opportunity to hopefully revitalise his career. And if he can get some performances or even some game time and fall back into favour. I think he'll be much more of an asset than Ericsson could have been again. 100%. And obviously, Deli Ali is uh, quite a bit younger than Ericsson as well. So, like you were saying, you may find his form again. Uh, Finn, do you think Jose Mourinho will give Deli Ali more game time at the end of this season or not? I think he has to. I think he has to. Like, he can't be rotting away, can he? Do you think do you think Deli Ali requires an injury of say, uh, obviously Le Celso's out injured at the moment? Do you think maybe Ndombele, maybe obviously Bergwijn's a more of a wide player, but do you think one of the attackers? I hate to say it, but do you think one of them needs to have an injury for Deli Ali to get that opportunity, or do you think Jose Mourinho will fling Deli Ali into the team? I mean, the absence of Kane now. I mean, someone's got to fill out. It's not Vinicius, so it's not Vinicius filling it. So. You know, Dele Ali, you know, he could be a perfect little fit for that, for that spot. Stoney's playing at the top, but Dele Ali. Vinicius is showing very high quality in the Cups, Europa League, FA Cup recently, the hat-trick against Marine, uh, the brace in the Europa League a, a couple of times. Do you think Vinicius deserves more of a chance, Joe? He definitely does. He's been brought in, you know, to, as a backup to Harry Kane, so... If you're looking at it on paper, you know, if Harry Kane's out, you're kind of thinking, why isn't Vinicius in? Uh, it depends the teams you're playing. Like, I can see why before going into the game, he didn't start against Brighton. Um, obviously, it didn't go very well, but that does happen. Um, weirdly enough, Marino's got a really poor uh, you know, record against Brighton. I'm not sure why. But I think you've got to give him a chance. And I also think about the Delhi situation. I think kind of the polar opposite. You don't want anyone to get injured. You don't want him being in the squad by default. You want everyone to be performing because if he is going to get into the team, he then is going to have to perform at a very high level to contest for a place. And that's exactly what you want out of him. You need this fight in him. If he's going to stay obviously at Tottenham for the short-term future, you're going to need him to, you know, really put in a, a bit of a shift and try and, you know, cannon his way into that squad. 100%.
He's a striker. He's our own only technical striker. Yes, you can say Son is a striker, but he's technically more of a attacking winger. With Son starting as a striker, with Bergwijn and Bale either side, do you think it's almost a bit not silly from Mourinho, but would make more sense to give Vinicius a start in a game? Hundred percent. You're coming up against Ben White and Lewis Dunk, like uh, big men, aren't they? You don't want Sonny against them. You want you want a big target man like Vinicius. Because for me, he was playing like you said. He was playing three wingers. Now that can work against some teams, but to me, you need like you said a vocal point against the big six foot four centre back yeah. Duncan White. So I hundred percent think that Vinicius needs to get a start in the Premier League, and with Kane being injured for a good couple more weeks it would make even more sense to give him a start. Yeah, you want someone like him to you know, play in the wingers. You don't want three you know, similar-ish players up against. Yeah, you want someone to play him in, drop deep and you know, pick out them passes like Kane does. He's pretty, he's pretty similar in ability-wise to Kane. So I don't see why he's not playing him. 100% agree with that. Moving on slightly with the topic now, and obviously we've discussed what's happened in the window. What do you think the key position that Spurs have missed out on is? For example, do you think we should have got a centre-back? Do you think we needed another striker? Maybe do you think we needed full-backs? Obviously, it's been an issue this year. And what do you think is really missing from the squad? Now, for me, starting things off, with Ndombele uh, performing very well this season, arguably one of our best players of the season so far, Obviously, we've had Vinicius settling in, coming from the uh, summer transfer window on loan, who could potentially be a buy we get in the summer from the loan to buy. Obviously, we did the same with Gio uh, last year. Do you think almost like Ndombele, for example, is almost proved to be almost a new signing for Spurs this year? He took almost a couple of seasons to settle it, well, this being his second season. Do you think these um, players have almost been the new signings and this might have been why BV didn't allow any signings or do you think Spurs are seriously missing out on um, potential players and need to look in the summer we'll start with Joe what do you think I don't again just the financial kind of uh, climate right now I don't think it's the fact that he didn't need to get anyone in it's just you know clubs are struggling right now I mean looking at the ins and outs you know City didn't sign anyone Um, Liverpool had to buy a knee-jerk centre-backs due to Matip, Van Dijk, Gomez, injuries, all the rest of it. You know, United didn't bring anyone in um, on loan. They brought in that one permanent sign-in. But um, I think centre-back is was the main area. You know, you've got Vinicius and Kane's not going to be out for too, too long. I don't think you need to flood that area anymore. You've got a very talented midfield. Um, and in Dombella, yeah, he, it takes a while to settle in sometimes. Uh, he's a very talented player. He's got so much ahead of him, so much going for him. He's just found his feet in the league and it's brilliant, you know. Him and Hoiberg in midfield, that midfield is just rejuvenated. And Gio's talented. You know, Lamella, when he's playing his best, is is a good asset. So I just think that defence, maybe someone young uh, that could grow into that side, give him a real boost, maybe a bit more of a physical presence. Because Dyer's, you know, works well under Mourinho, but he has his bad moments, you know, especially seen it against Liverpool. And he is kind of a centre-back midfielder. It's what's his best position. You need someone that's a big centre-back unit, I think. But... In the summer, who knows who's available? Because players available right now, it's you know, it's, you can't just cherry pick. Especially in January, it's really hard to do so anyway. And especially with clubs struggling, you know, they want to hold on to their assets even more than ever, really. And all, and almost going on, leading on from what you've just said, 
most contracts expire in the summer. So maybe clubs are looking to buy players, uh, sorry, not buy players, get players on more of a free um, with the Bosman yeah. rule rather than, you know, pay over the odds in January. So um, I do agree with that. And, and also going back to my original point, do you think Joe Rodon has almost been a new signing for Spurs um, in terms of since January almost, uh, with him playing a couple of the league games recently? Obviously, we signed him from Swansea City last um, last summer. But do you think Joe Rodon now deserves much more of a start in the first team, Finn? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think the answers for our defensive problems are within the club. I don't think we need to go go looking for one. Like we've got Japet Tanganga and Joe Rodon. Joe Rodon's been playing brilliantly recently. So yeah, so yeah, I think Joe Rodon's the answer. And do you think Japhet Tanganga will get more of a chance? Obviously, he was uh, linked heavily to a um, loan move out uh, yesterday. Joe, do you see Tanganga getting a chance more? Or do you think uh, he will probably be on the bench or a fringe player for the rest of the season? If he wasn't part of Mourinho's plans for the squad moving forward, he would have been allowed to go on loan. So the fact that he stayed there and, you know, all, all of that loan gossip kind of got shunned, it must mean that he's part of the plans and... He can be a good player. Um, he's still young and, you know, Mourinho's liked him from the start and given him chances where uh, he may maybe wouldn't have done under other managers. But, you know, you've got him that's young, as Finn was saying, Joey Rodon's young as well. There's potential there. Uh, my, my only point was just saying someone maybe a bit more presence. More but yeah. Yeah, maybe. But Mourinho is, you know, obviously good at organising his back line and hopefully with a bit more time, he can bring the best out of those players. 100%. And and that was the other player we were linked with in the window. Um, the centre-back for Inter Milan, Skriniar. Uh, do you both think that that would have been a good signing, potentially to now look at in the summer along with Sabitza? And uh, to summarise this topic, who do you think, name me two or three players that you both think um, would suit Spurs uh, for the summer. I'll start with Joe again. Uh, Skriniar, you know, he's very proven out there and he's a big fan under Conte and uh, he's got a lot of potential ahead of him so you know surely he, he could be a good player at Spurs and definitely one of Mourinho's greats at the back he's Mourinho always likes a strong spine so with him Lloris and you know Hoiberg going up to Kane it's the classic Mourinho what he likes Maybe um that really much resembles a bit like um Petr Cech Ricardo Cavallo and uh it was like Czech, Terry, Lampard and Drogba. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. I'm not saying that maybe it's a similar level right now. but um, No, definitely not at the moment. No, saying about summer free transfers, the link with Di Maria was the fact he's out of contract in the summer at PSG and he hasn't signed a new deal. But uh, what I've heard is they're hoping that they're going to get a deal done. If not, I mean, a reunion with Mourinho would be great and an extra winger, an extra you know, excellent attacking player. Um it's just about who's available more than uh, who Spurs should actively try and get. Similar, I know that um, Tottenham have been linked with Danny Ings as well as another backup to Kane. It might be a bit harsh on Vinicius, but if he's available for the right fee, which you know it could be 20, 25 million, would you rather yeah. pay that for Danny Ings or would you rather pay that, which is already you know an option to buy with Carlos Vinicius? You know, time will tell. Vin, uh, Ings is a very proven striker in the Premier League, very talented player, um, and would you know, increase that English contingent within the squad. I don't know who else they'd go for. As I said, a defender, but it's, it's just about who's available and it's becoming a lot harder uh, during this COVID climate. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
I would also say, personally, from my opinion, signing Danny Ings, I personally don't think would work, just because, obviously, he is more experienced. However, Vinicius is a young striker who is almost learning from Harry Kane. Obviously, Danny Ings would learn from Harry Kane, but we've got to remember that Danny Ings is actually older, correct me if I'm wrong, than Harry Kane. So, in, in terms of being a role model, the second striker position at Tottenham has always been lead by example. The first guy leads by example. The second guy learns from him and fills in if necessary and when necessary. To me, Danny Ings, I can't see him being a bench player. To me, he's always got to be a player playing in the Premier League, playing for a team that's around, you know, between 7th and 12th place. He's got to be playing each week and he's not getting any younger. But I do think that Vinicius would be the more suitable option for Tottenham at the moment. What do you think, Finn? Yeah, no, Danny Ings would definitely want to start in spots. Definitely, like, you can't... It's a bit hard to... It'd be hard to bring him in, so... I don't yeah, think Danny Ings would want to agree to be sitting on the no. bench every week, but... Um, yeah, I think mean, that's sort of about a question, isn't it? Yeah, we will... The main see. issue with Ings obviously, is obviously injury-prone, he's that's the thing. He's definitely capable. He's definitely a capable replacement, Ken. Yeah. He's oh, one year yeah. older than Kane. He's only 28, but the thing is injuries. You know, he's done ACLs in both his uh, in both his knees. He's you don't want another injury prone. You know, Kane's got his ankle injuries. You'd have things with the knee. It's just probably not the safest route to go down. Whereas Vinicius, but the buyout for Vinicius is like how however much 40 million is it? Yeah, around 37, 40 million, I believe. Yeah, is that what yeah, the option to buy is? I think yeah, it that's is expensive, isn't it? it this is what that makes him like. Was Ndombele about the same price, was he? Ndombele was a bit more than that, wasn't he? Yeah. Ndombele yeah, was well, 47 million euros. And, um, yeah. So that's obviously an expensive one. But I think Ndombele has shown his worth recently um, compared to when he joined, for sure. Um, so I do think that is going to be a, an interesting one. Um is Carlos, like Joe was saying, is Carlos Vinicius going to be worth the value for money compared to Danny Ings? Again, he's only, you know, he's only a young striker still, I believe 24 or 25. So, you know, yes, he is. He isn't a 19 year old with, you know, exciting talent that could really turn into a goal scorer. He could obviously still turn into a very good uh, player. But yeah, He is a goal scorer, isn't he? He's shown he it with Benfica. He just doesn't seem to have been getting the uh, chance yet. Um but no, we 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 will see what happens in the summer transfer window, and I think it will be an interesting one. Um, moving on now with the Deli Ali situation. Um, from a personal point of view, in terms of from Deli Ali's personal point of view, uh, do you think it was the right thing for him to stay, or do you think he should have got um, a move somewhere else, for example, like PSG? And do you think, from our team level, from Spurs level, do you think it was a good idea keeping him? Now, obviously, this one's open to discussion. Um, Joe, what are your ideas and thoughts on this one? He's a very emotional player. So when he's not playing, he gets fed up. You see that. And I think that's actually really good for any team. So he obviously wanted to leave. He wanted to go out. He wanted to play football. He was fed up with it and frustrated, which obviously is understandable. I think Spurs, it's good they've held on to him. Um, it's very complicated bringing someone in. Obviously, if it was Eric, he knew the club, etc. But um, you're always going to have that know settling in period if you do bring someone else in which may not really have helped Tottenham because you know it would have been counterintuitive anyway um I think it's good for him this is his chance now his probably final chance because he hasn't ever really replicated that form he did 
um, at White Hart Lane when it was just wonderful. But he now needs to knuckle down. He needs to start playing to a consistent level, being a threat to the other players in his position and hopefully, you know, emulate the player that he should be. He's just a great talent. Um, PSG, you know, he might, he might not have even got into that squad anyway. I know Pochettino loves him, but it's, and it's just a different breed of football out there. Obviously, no disrespect to the French League, but it's a lot more competitive in England. It's a lot more rough. It's a lot more, you know, star-studded. I think it's good for him to be in England and it's good for him to fight for his place. To me, I think it's incredible that, leading on from what you were saying, that Deli Ali, when Mourinho came in, was one of his main players. I don't know if you guys remember, but the first few games under Mourinho, Deli Ali and Sissoko were the only ones scoring almost. I mean, Deli Ali oh, yeah. got a brace a couple of times. I, th- I remember one against um, Crystal Palace. So Deli Ali, we've seen it. He has got the potential. Even you know, you know, when he came in from the MK Dons, everyone was thinking, you know, what's going on here? Wonder Kid in League One, scoring lots of goals, assisting lots of goals, um, and he did prove his worth. I mean, times ten really. I mean, he came in I mean, for five, five mil, isn't it? Yeah, five million. He came in for five million. He was playing like a fifty million pound player. Um, and obviously, you know, the last year has been tough for him, but we know he's got that potential. He's still not a, you know, I believe he's 24 or 25 years old now, I think 24. Um, so, you know, he's still got massive potential to go on and, and be, uh, you know, as great as Harry Kane is at the club. Um, but I think, like you said, he does need the time and he does need the um, support from Mourinho. And I think he needs to focus more because, like you said, he is a bit of a one to lose his head, a loose cannon. But if he does focus and, and puts his mind to it, he is one of the best players in the Premier League, without doubt. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. I, I know it's a bit controversial, but I don't think he ever really dropped off, really. Because you look at the numbers he produced when we first signed him, all them, you know, 1670 seasons, 70, 18. And then we started playing him deeper. I don't really think talent-wise and ability-wise he dropped off too much. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, maybe it's his attitude or... Whatever, whatever's causing him problems. One hundred percent. I don't know what it is. I can't put a finger on it. Joe, what do you think it is? Do you think it's attitude problems, or do you think it's something within the club where Mourinho's fallen out with Deli Ali, or do you think it's a bit of both? Could be a number of things. Obviously, you you want to use him in his best position, and if he's being played deeper, it's maybe that's why he wants to go look for somewhere else to play. But, um. But, De- but Mourinho was almost playing him as a striker for those first few games when Mourinho well, joined. I mean, I think... That's best when he's playing off Kane, wasn't yeah. he? Like second striker playing off Kane. That's when he's at his best. Was it, was it one of the first games against West Ham? There was that uh, one where he slid to keep the ball on the pitch and they scored from it. And Mourinho was, you know, hugging him on the, on the sideline and stuff. Yeah, that's what I, I know. I... Yeah, 100%. He got an yeah. assist that game and he got a goal. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got to play further forward if he does play. And... Maybe with the absence of Kane, this is where he can show, you know, I'm staying here. Do you have to drop a winger or do you have to drop in Dombele? Like what, it comes at a cost, doesn't it, if you want to start Delhi. That's where he's got to fight for his place. That's why hopefully we're going to get more out of him. I don't know. I don't know what it is. No, I, don't, I personally don't think he's been to the same level, maybe because he hasn't been playing in the right position. But... You know, I, I want to see that Deli Ali again because that was just a yeah, one. He definitely season. needs to fight for his place, doesn't he? He definitely needs to put up a fight. Yeah, absolutely. And Mourinho falls out with everyone. He's a very, he, you know, he gets admirers and he also gets enemies. It's, you know, you've got to find the right side of him. 
So hopefully yeah. they can work on their relationship until the end of the season. 100%. I just had to look that up. He, he, he did get an assist that game. And I do believe uh, if it wasn't for Harry Kane scoring and um, also playing a very good game, he would have... I don't think... Did he get man of the match? I believe he did get man of the match that game. Um, but yeah, like we were saying, he, he's shown signs of it um, at the end of 2019 and at the start of 2020 being a, a fantastic player. It's almost since... And to me, it's almost since he had that um, incident off the pitch where he posted on social media to do with um, that coronavirus incident at the airport. Since that happened, if you look at it, his form's dipped. So to me, I think there's a correlation there as well. Something's been said by Levy or Mourinho or one of the directors, um, and he's obviously not liked it um, again. So something has set him off, and hopefully he can get his mind back to it. Even in the cup game against Marine, like the movement he's shown now, like it was, he, he hasn't, he's class that game. The movement. The... Yeah. That was the Europa League game as well. He was involved in every single goal. I think it might have been that mad 3 3. Just briefly to summarise, obviously, we've talked about the summer window. What would you guys say is the, not the players, we've already discussed the players. What are the two key positions? So, for example, I would say Tottenham need a fullback for sure. I think, I mean, there's, problems with Doherty there's problems with Aurier at the, off the pitch at the moment not getting selected in the squad for Brighton I think we need another right back personally and potentially another left back because I don't think we've actually ever properly replaced Danny Rose with I mean at the moment we've got Danny Rose non-existent and he hasn't been replaced with the proper Danny Rose so I think we need at least a one full back and I would say we need a well-established centre-back in the summer maybe someone like Skriniar who knows um, and potentially another um, playmaker kind of player. I feel like when we lost Christian Eriksen, that was a big part of our team with assists. Obviously, Son and Kane linking up this year, season has been pretty much a one-off in terms of the stats have been absolutely unbelievable. But I do think we need another playmaker in there to assist Kane and Son and take the pressure off the assists a bit. Uh, what would you say, Joe? Yeah, I think a versatile defender would be key. You know, someone that can maybe go between fullback or centre-half, uh, depending on what's needed. But yeah, an established centre-back as well. So screen would be great. Um, I know you've been linked to him over the, a couple of windows, but uh, I, I I feel like Norwich have got a gold mine with, you know, Max Aarons. He's been linked to Man United as well. Jamal Lewis went to Newcastle uh, in the summer, who has been hit and miss. But someone young like that would be quite good. And yeah, a playmaker as well. I'm, I'm more of a romanticist with football. I, I kind of hope the players that are there can step up. Um, so I hope, you know, Deli Ali can do that or Giovanni De Celso can get a run without injury. Yeah, but, yeah, a versatile defender and a playmaker would probably be the main two. Yeah, I would agree. Finn, just very quickly, would you agree or disagree? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think we need a new right back because, you know, Doherty's not showing anything this season. And Aurier, Aurier's stepped up a lot this season. He's, but yeah, someone to be second to Aurier. Yeah. And, uh, maybe another... You know, it'd be nice to have another, maybe a bit of a luxury, but another defensive midfielder to cover when it's a circuit of the play. Yeah, would would agree with that. Um, do you think like we have too many cent, uh, centre midfielders at the moment? Obviously, we have Hoyberg, Winks, Sissoko, and Dombele. Do you think almost uh, Mourinho is spoilt for choice in that position? We've got Skip out on loan as well, so yeah, he can come back and do a job. And I'm hearing yeah, I think doing a bit things over at um, Norwich at the moment as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final subject, guys. 
In terms of the realistic aims uh, for the rest of the season, personally speaking, I think Tottenham should be winning a trophy. Um, obviously, there was high expectations when Mourinho came in to win a trophy and keep his 100% record of winning a, a trophy with every club. I personally think the style of football at the moment is horrendous to watch and I think everyone would agree with me and I think you would be lying if you didn't agree with me. Um, and I think, you know, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. However, he's got to produce results and he's got to produce some silverware. Now, maybe I might be a bit harsh in saying it has to be here by the end of the season. However, I think we need to be realistically very, very close because this is all that Spurs ever do. We get close all the time. We got to the Champions League final. We've been to numerous FA Cup and Carabao Cup finals. Obviously, we've got a big, big chance in um, April against Manchester City in the Carabao Cup final. Do you guys think that Mourinho has to win a trophy this season to stay? Or do you think he'll get given till the end of 2021? I mean, this is his first full season, isn't it? So I think he has to. He has to win a, at least a Carabao Cup or something. Do you think, Joe, it's unfair saying he needs to win the Carabao Cup? Or do you think... Because obviously in this business, it's quite hot-headed in terms of at the top, Levy will get rid if he didn't... If he if he's not happy with the results, you know. He didn't hesitate to get rid of Pochettino after he took us to the Champions League final just six months before he got sacked in November 2019. So do you think Levy's going to give him a bit more of a chance? Well, typically Mourinho doesn't last many clubs over three years. So he's been brought in for one reason only, and that's to bring a trophy to the club. You know, he's got such a prolific record wherever he's gone. So that's obviously why he's been brought in. So he's going to be expected to deliver that. You're in the final of a Carabao Cup. You have a decent record against Manchester City in tournaments. I think you have got a good chance of winning that one. I think that's going to be a great game. You know, you're still in the FA Cup. I think... You've got to aim for top four this season as well. It's the aim for six or seven clubs this year, though. But you've got you go if you get some results under your belt. I don't think it would be unrealistic to say you shouldn't be in the conversation for that. And the Europa League is a bailout. If not, you know if it's not going too well in the league, just focus that. Right then, moving on to the subject of Spurs' realistic aims for the rest of the season. Now, personally speaking. I believe Spurs need to win a trophy by the end of the season. And if we're being very fair, by the end of 2021-2022 season, if we're giving Mourinho more chance. But if I'm being harsh and to my uh, true feelings of being a Spurs fan, I believe Mourinho has to win a trophy this season. Uh, He's already been given um, three quarters of a season last season. And obviously, this is his first full season. Now, the style of football that Tottenham are playing at the moment is very dull. It's very negative. And although to some and to most, that is a bad thing, if it grinds out a trophy, if it grinds out the results, that is absolutely fine. However, the results have taken a turn for the worst in the moment. And I truly believe that if Mourinho doesn't win a trophy by the end of this season, I really do think he will be shown the door by leaving. Now, Joe, what is your opinion on Spurs' uh, realistic aims for the rest of the season? Do you think Spurs need to win something for Mourinho to keep his job? And do you think uh, Mourinho will keep his job if Spurs win a trophy? 
I can't see you sacking a manager for not winning a trophy. I mean, Spurs haven't won a trophy in 13 years. So the fact you've given someone, you know, this is only his first what full season to take to sack someone after that would be pretty insane after, you know, the recent history. But Mourinho's only been brought in for one reason. That's the only thing that would change that. He's been brought in to win a trophy. It's what he's done at every club he's been at. He notoriously only spends, you know, three years at a club. So he's been brought in for the short term to bring silverware to Tottenham. I'm absolutely certain on that. That's all it is. Um, realistic games for the season. You know, you're only, well, I don't think the title is obviously realistic anymore. It, a few games ago, you know, a few months ago, it was looking like who knows Spurs could challenge, but they're 11 points off Man City now. And it seems like top four is the only realistic ambition. Saying that, you know, you're six points off uh, of top four with the game in hand. It's definitely still there and it's definitely something Spurs should be going for. You've got the squad for it. It's something Mourinho will want to grind out. And in terms of a trophy, the final of the Carabao Cup with a very good record against Man City in recent times, I think yeah, that is the chance. It's the chance that Spurs have been crying out for. And that would just be great to win it against Man City. And he's still in every competition, the FA Cup. Uh, you know, why not with that? I think that's a great opportunity. And the Europa League, uh, you know, Mourinho won it with Manchester United. Um, quite recently, I think balancing with that and top four, you know, that's a, that's a get out of jail free card. If you somehow can't make the top four, if you can win that, how amazing would that be for some European silverware? And I think that's what happened with Man United that year. They didn't finish in the top four and then they qualified for the Champions League anyway because they won the Europa League. So 100% agree with the get out of um, jail free idea there. Um, what I was going to ask was, do you think realistically... Spurs can beat Manchester City with the way they are playing, with the way they are driving towards winning the Premier League again. Do you think realistically, Finn, Spurs can beat Manchester City in April? So, yeah, like Joe touched on, our recent form against Man City, you know, if we're going by that, then I think we've got every chance. At the end of the day, it is a one-off game. You know, Mourinho's tactics could play a big part against Pep Guardiola, which have seen uh we have seen jose get the better of pep in the last few years um i think his record outweighs pep's wins um obviously the ones in my mind exactly a year ago today when steven bergwijn made his debut for tottenham and beat manchester yeah. city 2-0 and obviously again we beat them 2-0 uh, this season with the goals from son and the celso um do you guys think that Spurs will win or do you think Man City will win? And I know it's a hard question to ask, but at the end of the day, Tottenham need the trophy by the end of the season and it is their best chance. Yeah, it's the best chance. I think Tottenham got a really good chance. You've got to think as well, it's been moved to April. It was, you know, meant to be played in January like it always is. And thinking about it now, being played in January, you'd probably be without Kane. You're in the form you're in. So the fact that it's in April gives you a great chance to prepare turn around that form so much can happen in that time obviously there's the other argument that City would be without De Bruyne but I think you've got a good chance it's in April there's so much time to prepare there's the recent record against City and Mourinho is a winner he's a serial winner this is why he's been brought in this is his first major chance to prove it 100% Finn do you think Tottenham will beat Manchester City or do you think again it is too hard to tell what will happen in April oh, I don't see on theory enough. I think I luck's run out against them lot and why do you think that? Yeah, we've been pretty lucky in recent years, you know. 
I think I think our time's come. I don't feel doing it. So you think it'll be a very gloomy April? Yeah, for sure. I just I just don't see us doing it again. Like you know, you said we beat him two nil, and then we beat. Is it this season we beat him twice two nil? Was it no? It was last year and it's this season. Yeah, we beat them once um, two nil, and uh, last well, season. baby in this season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. see us doing it again. I don't see us doing it again. We've actually got Manchester City uh, next week, uh, I believe. So only time will tell in terms of uh, how we do. And it might be a bit of a benchmark and give Mourinho some ideas for tactics for two months' time. Now, I'm personally very much looking forward to it. I'm going to keep optimistic about it. But only time will tell whether we win, of course. And, uh, and if we don't, we want to hope we're still in the Europa League and have a chance of winning that one as well. And uh, same goes again for the FA Cup. I think personally, the Premier League is definitely gone now. And I think top four has to be a focus if a cup doesn't come. But for me, if Tottenham don't get top four and they don't get a trophy, I think Mourinho will see the door. Joe, do you agree? I think he'll get next season. I just can't see him being shown the door this early. The amount of money that, you know, Levy's put out to get him. I I think he'd probably be gone at the end of next season, regardless of if he does win. I, I It's just it's something he does. It's just what he does. Um, it's what he does. And he's, you know, he's caused a lot of upset by Spurs. You know, he's completely tarnished his legacy at Chelsea to do it. Um, you know, this is what he does. He wanted to be relevant again. He wanted to you know, try and light up the Premier League and bring his ego back. He, it started off well. It's kind of fallen out of favour in the Premier League now, but it's, there's so much time. He's only six points off top four, as I said, with a game in hand. That's nothing. Uh, you know, with how inconsistent the Premier League can be, that can change in a few weeks. And, you know, if he can win the, the Carabao Cup, still be in the Europa League. There's a lot of, you know, tough customers in the Europa League. You've still got you know, Milan, Man United, you've got Napoli, you've got Ajax in there. It's going to be a tough one. You've got to be what's in front of you. And if you can somehow steer European glory to, to North London, then that'll really change everything. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. And I completely agree with the fact that the legacy side of it will really depend on whether Mourinho wins a trophy or not. Because if Mourinho doesn't win a trophy, at the end of the day, technically yeah. Mourinho has done no better than Pochettino. So it's what he's been brought to do, and he's he's you know he's one of the best managers in recent times. He's a serial winner. He's done some amazing things in many different countries, but this is why he's been brought in. And I think just stepping back from even a Tottenham perspective, for his own personal kind of portfolio and ego, he he knows that he needs to get a trophy. He can't let that slip. He, he all he is getting you know questioned day by day. You know, he's not the Mourinho of old. He's a different man. You know, he's not the same anymore. He's not a good manager anymore. There is nothing that that man will want more than to steer a trophy to Tottenham by the end of this year to silence all of that. And I think it would be classic Mourinho if it does happen, to be honest with you, because it hasn't been a, it hasn't been a, a nice style of football to watch. It hasn't been a very successful season so far at all. Uh, like you said, the trophy would silence any haters that he has. And there are already Absolutely. Spurs fans I know on social media from being on, you know, Instagram and Twitter that want Jose out already. So, I mean, I think it is quite soon to be saying that after a, a little bit of a bad run. Yes, we've only won two games in eight, I believe. However, form comes and goes. I mean, you even look at teams like Liverpool, Man City. They've all had hiccups this year. Chelsea, 
Um, I mean, even <laughs> dare we yeah. talk about them? Arsenal, they've all had hiccups this year. Um, and I think that's to do with the nature of the season we're having with coronavirus um, affecting, obviously, with no fans, um, with with lack of teams being able to get a, a string of results due to potentially fitness as well, injuries. So, yeah, all of these factors, I think, have, have affected this season as well. So if we're going to go against the books and against how the script uh, might be written in some people's eyes, uh, this would be a perfect year to win a trophy, in my opinion. Yeah, you're always going to get them fans like Marino already, aren't you? Because that's just how fans are. They're reactionary. And he's one step away from a trophy already. And people are reacting like this. This is his first full season with us. Like I said, three points, game in hand. Three points off the top six, is it? Top five? Yeah, I think fans are just a bit too reactionary. It's just the nature of fan culture now. It annoys me, really. As soon as someone doesn't start playing well or a manager doesn't start getting results, it's, you know... Mourinho out, mm-hmm. Klopp out. I've even seen that. You know, Liverpool didn't score a goal for four games and some Liverpool fans were turning on him. I think it's absolutely insane. And, really? I mean, it just show, goes to show with, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. don't like speaking about Man United, but it's still relevant. The amount of times he's had his, you know, don't they? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and even, you know, across London, Chelsea, Lampard's first real dip in form when he's out. It's just insane how it goes. It's such a quick turnaround nowadays, so... Which is why he'll I be right. Which is why I genuinely believe if he doesn't win anything this season and we don't get top four, I believe Mourinho will chain the door. I mean, the chop and change culture at Chelsea is just ridiculous, though, isn't it? So I don't think we're anything as anywhere near as harsh as them. Yeah, I yeah, don't think we are, but then you've got to look at we've got to look at Pochettino and how he went six months after he got us to a Champions League final. And I know you're but arguing. Look how long right. we look how long we gave him. Like he built us up for five years. One hundred percent agree, but it was my five opinion. years. But... Yeah, he got stacked when he was in 12th. And I think any issue with that was kind of, that was the end of that cycle. I still don't agree with the sacking at all. But... Even when he got to the Champions League final, his, his league form was really poor. 100% agree. Yeah. But at the same time, Pochettino took us further than any manager had in the last yeah, 30 years. I can't years. take anything away from that. I can't take anything away from that. And, and that's the thing some Spurs fans have got to remember as well. You know, 13 years without a trophy. And, you know, Tottenham have been brilliant in the last decade become you know way more established as a club one of the greats of the premier league now and you know what always in the conversation for everything it wasn't always like that so you know i think spurs fans need to kind of remember how it was how it is now and yeah exactly for sure yeah i think that's a pretty good summary on that point 100 joe now finally the final topic i have um to talk about is Mourinho's future now obviously we've just been discussing it however do you think fans are being too harsh in saying Mourinho out so far? Or do you think some of them have a point with the style of football being very negative, very boring, hard to watch? Do you think even when Spurs are winning, they're not winning well? Mm, is that, it's, it's that thing about, you know, good teams win when they don't even play well. Um, Mourinho needs time for that to become more apparent. This season... I think it's, was it 10 points dropped from uh, winning positions is not good enough. And that's something that needs to be resurrected. Uh, If Mourinho can get in a centre-back, I think that would change. That's where the time comes in. But yeah, the style of football hasn't been great, but it's also not to be unexpected uh, due to his, you know, recent club performances. If there was fans there, it'd be a lot different. There's so many contextual factors that affect all of this. But when you break it down to just the style of play, it's not the most entertaining. Uh, so I know some Tottenham fans may even prefer to be lower down on the table if they were at least 
we're seeing a lot more exciting football. But at the same time, if you were lower down on the table and got offered the complete opposite, some fans would take that as well. It's, it's just what it is at the, the current moment in time. Um, but I, I think with a bit more time, he will get his squad work in. If, as long as he can get them all on side, that's the thing. It's, it's not just any Tottenham team. With Mourinho, you have to get the players really on board. They have to buy in to you know the Jose Mourinho philosophy. And if they'll do that, then I think things will change. Finn, what do you think? Do you think uh, it's harsh saying Mourinho out so far or do you think it's very fair? Yeah, the amount of drop points from winning positions is this ridiculous now. Like We go ahead and then we sit back and invite invite these shots in, onto us and I don't really see a, a new centre-back changing that. And is it, is it, It's very harsh, yes, because we're in a Carabao Cup final and you can't you know, discredit Mourinho for that. But yeah, the league form needs, you know, that, that needs changing quickly. And yeah, it's very harsh. Okay, guys, uh, great stuff. Uh, thank you for uh, your time, both of you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Obviously, this is a new thing for us at Spurs related, a new kind of venture. Uh, we really do hope you have enjoyed it. We do hope to do more in the future in terms of different topics, whether it be about Spurs' recent form, whether it be after a Europa League key game. And please, please do let us know in the comments or send us a message on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, any of our pages, letting us know if you uh, have enjoyed this podcast and whether you would like to see more in the near future. Yep, Finn, Joe, you guys have been great. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We've been Spurs Related, and we'll see you later.